welcome to the Big Kids Book Club. A podcast about all things fictional, from middle grade to young adult. So sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Big Kids Book Club. My name is Marcus and I'm your host and joining us back on the show, author of his brand new Dragonstorm series, it's Alistair Chisholm. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me back. It's so good. I'm loving the fact that now we've got to a point where we get to have repeat authors back on, which makes life very exciting because we get to chat not just so much about introducing yourself, but more about what you've been up to since last time. So you teased us last time that you're working on your next sci-fi, Adam 2. Do you want to tell us about how that's been going and then we'll sort of get onto the new news we want to talk about? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Adam 2 uh, was tremendous fun to work on and the the launch happened last year. Adam 2 is uh, my second sci-fi book and it all takes place in Edinburgh and it's all about a little robot called Adam who wakes up in the basement. He's been in the basement, in fact, for for over 200 years. And every day is exactly the same as every other. And then he gets discovered by two children who break him out and out he comes into the world. And the world is completely different. Uh, It's all ruined. There's been a war between the humans and the robots. Everything is different. And it turns out that Adam uh, has got to make sense of this. But he's also maybe got the key to actually ending the war. He can decide who wins and who loses. But he's got all these sort of dangers that he's got to face and he's got to figure out what's really going on. So it's been um, wonderful seeing it out in the world and going into bookshops. Um, we weren't able to do a lot uh, of release because of lockdown, of course, but the response uh, to people has been fantastic. And this time being the sort of second sci-fi book was was marvellous. Lots of people have picked it up and it's just been it's been really fun, actually, uh, talking about it. So, so that was uh, Adam 2. And then I've been working on, as you say, uh, the dragons of uh, the Dragonstorm series. Absolutely. And this is also from Nosy Crow, who are the same guys who did Orion Lost and Adam 2. Great amount of faith they put in you to basically take uh, a completely new series. How does it feel to like when a publisher turns around and just goes, we want you to do a series, not just a book. We want another book from you. We want another series. Yes, it was it was quite electrifying. Uh, obviously, Nosy Crow have got uh, some other series that have done very well. And they're very, very good at, at working out what might fit um, in particular uh, markets and ideas and what readers might like. So they've got things like Unicorn Academy and things like that. So so they came to me and, and bounced some ideas about what we might do as a series. And I was so taken with it with this thought because obviously I love science fiction and I love writing science fiction, but but who doesn't love dragons? You know, you know, this is just this is great. And I think the thing that really sucked me in was the idea that in every book you'd have a different child and the every child would have a different dragon. It would be a completely different dragon. And it would be one that in some way reflected the child themselves. So so the idea of as a kid having your own dragon who was somebody who liked things that you liked or was a sort of reflection of your personality uh, was just really exciting. And I thought, oh, there's so many things that you can do with that. So uh, Nosy Crow were fantastic and we we talked through lots of ideas and uh, wrote up the proposal for it and and then off we went. And uh, the first two books uh, are, are out already and uh, the next two books are on their way very soon. So it's very exciting. Absolutely. It's just, 
it's such a lovely idea, the concept. Now, for the listeners out there, the Dragonstorm series is going to just pitch slightly under the sort of Orion Lost and Adam 2 Age range, more sort of a chapter book in that sort of, sort of I guess, seven to nine range. Is that correct? Absolutely, yes. Yes. So, so they're quite short and uh, they're made up of quite short chapters and they're illustrated inside, which is, which is lovely. They're uh, illustrated by um, Eric Deschamps, um, who is a fantastic illustrator when you see his stuff they're so full of excitement and the dragons are are just wonderful i was really delighted when i saw them and actually i've got to say the front covers look beautiful when you when you see them they're actually by ben mantle and uh oh they're so shiny and gorgeous so so that's been a lot of fun as well it's been writing for for a younger age group because i've done picture books and and i've done science fiction books for for older children uh but the with the picture books it's almost like you're actually writing for the adult to be reading to the to the child. So writing a, a book for for a young reader who's just just getting confident and is just sort of ready to pick up uh, chapter books was very challenging, but I really really love doing it. So yeah. And we first dip our sort of toes into the Dragon Seer world with Thomas and Iron Skin, and sort of the the sort of the building the trap the dragon sort of world. Um, it's basically effectively dragons are there, but they're sort of not. They're behind the scenes. They're in a sort of a world not from our own. I wonder, uh, did you come up with the the idea of having like dragons as that sort of secret society first? Or was it like a development of, well, we want to have dragons. How prominent do we want them to feature in our fantasy world? Yeah. uh, As soon as, um, as soon as we started talking about dragons, I knew that I wanted this to be a world that was just about recognizable to us, but but felt old. So, uh, so it's a sort of medieval um, world. Just imagine uh, sort of sort of lots of maybe maybe sort of large clockwork machinery, and that's about the sort of level of technology. And uh, and I I love the idea of these dragons who could who could appear in our world. And every dragon, as I say, is going to be very different. So in the dragon seer world, the idea is that the dragon world is a world of ideas and and sort of slightly abstract concepts, and they're not really existing in that world in the same way that we recognize. And when they come into our world. They make a connection with one child, and that is their human, and uh, and and the child has their dragon, and that's when they find their their form. So, lots of the first book, for example, is about Iron Skin just being rather delighted at being a dragon and sort of feeling what it what it's like to be a dragon, trying out her muscles and things like that. So that was that was really really good fun. And as I started to think about the world as well, I realized that I wanted it to be a place with lots of sort of um, alleys and crooked streets and lanes. And then in the middle of the, the, the city, there is actually this great rock. And on the top of the rock, there's a palace. So, so I realized quite early on, I was actually writing a kind of a version of Edinburgh, which is my city. So, so, uh, so then I, I just straight away fell in love with it and thought, right, okay, this city, this, this city of Riven is going to be like this. Um, so that's how it, how it all came about. It was a sort of bit by bit all these ideas flowing together yeah and i think the one that people are going to really latch on to you've mentioned this a couple of times already is the fact that every single dragon is personalized now not just personalized in the way they look or the way they, they act and stuff but also their powers are unique to each of the the children that basically sort of i guess <laughs> the way i sort of thought of it it's almost that sort of power ranger-esque where they're sort of bonded uh almost a superpower sort of style where they have their unique spirit animal or something like that the dragon is very much fundamentally part of their personality and sort of reflects them in that way. So I wondered where, how much you sort of go, I, I create a dragon with these superpowers and then the kid is going to act like this. Or do you go, the kid acts like this, so I need a dragon to do these superpowers. Like which way around do you, do you make them? 
it's for the most part it's coming from the kids um, uh, because I, I love writing the, the the scenes where the kids are interacting with each other and they're, the way that their personalities come out. As soon as I started re- uh, writing the first book where Thomas meets the other dragons here, all these other kids suddenly sort of popped out and they, they I, I could see them very, very clearly in my head what they were like. And once I knew what they were like, I knew right away what kind of dragon would, would, would that kid want. So so there's there's a uh, there's a girl called Erin who's very strong, very good at fighting. And she's got this huge beast called Rockhammer who's very sort of, you know, Hulk smash sort of sort of creature. And uh, and then you've got um, uh, Mira who who loves tinkering with things and uh, and her dragon flame teller loves loves tinkering with things as well. And um, I don't want to give away too much about what the dragon's powers are, but uh, but they always, it's always something that fits. But it always, I think, is driven by by the kid and their dragon and, uh, and the way that they, they feel about each other, which which is the kind of thing that I absolutely love uh, writing about. Mm. And that sort of very much reflects in book two, which is Kara and Silver Thief. Now, yeah. it was really interesting. Obviously, I got to read sort of book one and two sort of back to back because they were so short. It's just easy enough to just basically like binge them, uh, as it were, like a good old Netflix series. And I didn't realise, because obviously you feel like chapter books, you often feel like they are isolated stories, and they are very much, you can just read one. But you do put some breadcrumbs in there for a sort of like a, an elongated storyline, especially when it comes to Creedy and his his possible machinations <laughs> behind the scenes. Um, I wonder how much you wanted to play around with the idea of having single standalone books in a shared collective world, and how much you were like, okay, that's fine, but I also going to sprinkle this almost like a, you know, it's a this breadcrumb through through books one and two, and I'm guessing it's going to be in three and four. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, uh, I wanted every book to stand alone, and uh, um, and that was very important to Nosy Crow as well. We want we want it so that you can pick up a book that looks like I would like that dragon or that person that is a bit like me, and uh, and then you could read the book. And if you hadn't read any of the others, that would be fine. But if you were reading the others, then things start to start to, to shape around it. And I had these sort of lovely ideas. And there are there is definitely, there's a bit of a thing going on. There's a bit of a mystery. And there are some characters who, can you trust them? Can you can you not? And uh, and I'm now getting towards the, uh, the the sort of end of that arc at the moment and uh, and seeing it all fit together. And it, it's very exciting seeing it all, all the pieces fit together finally. So, so yeah, that's really great. Like a giant puzzle that's just piece by piece sort of slotting in place. <laughs> yes. Yes. And sometimes when I've been writing, I've, I've put in a thing just because it seemed like quite a cool thing. And then later I thought, oh, oh, I've suddenly realized that can be part of the part of the plot. And that that's a great feeling. Oh, yes. It's just like, yeah, I totally meant to do that. That was <laughs> totally right. meant. Yes, exactly. Yes. That was all part of my great plan. Yes. Exactly. So these two books, Thomas and Ironskin, Car and Silver Thief, are out as of this recording right now. Uh, you have two more that are very close to the pipeline with Ellis and Pathseeker coming out in April. And we also have Mira and Flame Teller, who you've already mentioned, coming out in July. So I wonder if yeah. you want to just tease us, is there anything more coming from that? Is there another release schedule in place? Well, the um, the next books after that are definitely going to be on quite a quite a short timescale. So I think the next one after July is going to be September. Um, and I think that's, uh, so that's when the next one's coming out. And then possibly January uh, after that. I'm very much in the in the laps of the the publishers. I just uh, I just trust them to do <laughs> what, what they think is right. But we really wanted the story to move on quite quickly. At that age, I think you you're moving on to onto books quite quite quickly, and we wanted it to be the case that you could you could start on this one and not have to wait too long to find out uh, what happened next. And that's quite fun as well for the idea of the overall story as well, because don't feel like it's too it's too lost. So so yeah so. Um, 
uh, Ellison Palseeker, and then Miran Flameteller, and then uh, Kyan Boneshadow, I think, and then uh, and then Aaron and Rockhammer, and then uh, what have we got next? Connor and Light Spirit, and uh, and then another one after that, still to come. So, so yeah. Oh. Well, fair, fair play of remembering all of them sort of on the spot there, because it's very <laughs> yeah. much just like, like yeah. one of my characters, which one? And then it's not just remembering the characters, like who have I paired with them, which is their dragon? Yeah, I've got to hold them all in my head, but uh, but I'm really enjoying doing that. It's uh, it's quite a challenge, I think, to write short stories like this. Um, it's quite easy sometimes to to throw an extra thousand words at a, at a book. These are are so are so tight that every one I've had to work to to really sort of make them make them sing, but but tell the story and and get the characters uh, and then make them stand alone. So I tend to walk around in a bit of a a, a daze at, at the moment as, as these dragons fly around my head. Absolutely. That brings me to a, an interesting sort of writing question. Then, are you? Do you tend to be an overwriter? Then, and there's a lot of editing to, to cut out. Like, like, oh, I really like this scene, but it doesn't add anything. It's got to go and stuff like that. Then, I tend to be a, a version zero writer. Uh, with these books, I, I plan these ones out quite carefully because uh, because they are so so tight, and because the chapters have to be very very. Um, very sort of constant in size. They have to be short enough that you could read them in one session at bedtime, for example. Um, everyone has to end in a certain way, so it's quite exciting. Um, once I've got that idea, I just try and sit at my desk and splurge and just and just write and write and write. And if it's not right, then I try not to worry about it too much and I just get on. And if I think I haven't written a paragraph right, I'll just try and write it again in a different way without going back and correcting. So I tend to end up with, with quite a long uh, copy. And then I, I make many, many copies and this is a thing I, I have learned is is make a copy and then just absolutely axe it with your you know scribble it all over with your red pen and uh, and kill it and uh, and that's fine because you've got a backup you've got a copy if you if you need it you're not destroying anything forever and that that's quite sort of freeing so then I yeah so then I purge it all down so so I would recommend that by the way it's as I because you can obsess about a paragraph, getting it exactly right. But I think splurge the first draft and then go back and uh, and fix it later. Yeah, I can imagine that, especially when you're on this tight deadline, you have many, many different characters changing, of course, obviously the POV of the central character each time, but then also including the kids from previous and future books that are going to be integral to this sort of this friendship. Because that is really where it sits. It's this core friendship between the actual kids themselves and their dragons, because all their dragons have this sort of, they're here in this world, but they go back to the dragon world when they're, they're not about. And there's this sort of like this mix where there are times where the kids are just mingling with themselves and interacting with themselves. So it's not just always kids and their dragons. There is also a friendship group building among themselves. Yes, definitely. Um, the way that the, the different children see each other and the, the, the way they interact was, was really important to me. I wanted them to have these adventures, but I but I, I wanted them to be, you know, just like just like you would be. Uh, you're, you're surrounded by other kids your own age. You've got things in common. Some some kids you get on with, some kids you don't. I did want them to be. I wanted them to to sort of feel a certain amount of respect for each other. I wanted them to figure out, you know, they were there. I wanted them to be sort of sort of reasonable kids who weren't just going to sort of create a fight out of nothing. But there are definitely different uh, aspects to them. So so some kids are are maybe very booky and uh, very academic. Uh, some kids are really not. The 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 every every kid sort of got something different. And I wanted to talk in some ways sometimes about maybe some of the problems that these kids have actually got that are are, are stopping them from interacting with others or some of the things that they they've got to overcome in order to be able to do that. And in that those cases, their dragons can actually 
um, quite often help them. Above all, I really like the idea of being able to wander through life and have a sort of whispering dragon, sort of just just at your at your shoulder, just sort of so that who could who could see the world as you see the world and uh, and share it with you. I was going to say, I think I think everyone, if we had a chance to basically have our own dragon, I think we would kind of be kind of yes. chaotic. I'd love it, but at the same time, it's <laughs> it's just something I think there's an innate sort of it's that back to the imaginary friend. I think as kids, there's just something about like having an imaginary dragon, having a real dragon. I think we all secretly want one. Yeah, not secretly. I totally want one. Totally want one. Well, exactly. We put it on, put it to audio now. Um, so that is the Dragonstorm series. Uh, like I said, Thomas and the Iron Skin and Car and Silver Thief are out now from Nosy Crow. You have not got long to wait as of recording this for Ellis and the Path Seeker. And like I said, boom, 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 Mira and Flame Teller and the others will be coming in very quick succession this year from Nosy Crow. So. That's what you're currently working on with Nosy Crow. I'm guessing that's keeping you fairly busy, but is there anything else that you're working on on the side, potentially uh, another sci-fi, a bigger, uh, longer sci-fi or some other works in the progress? Yes, I'm, I'm keeping very busy at the moment, actually, uh, which, is, which is really, really exciting. Um, I've got another science fiction book coming out actually very soon. It's coming out in June, and it's another science fiction for, for older children like Orion Lost and Adam Two. And it is going to be called The Consequence Girl. And it's all about what you could do or what you would do if you could go back and change time. Um, so I've played around with lots of sort of nice sci-fi, sci-fi tropes. I had uh, Lost in Space in the first book and I've got robots in the second book. And this, of course, you've got to do changing time. So, uh, so it's been a really interesting one, I think, frankly, particularly, you know, over the last sort of couple of years, this idea, what if we could go back and change everything and uh, make it different? So so I'm hoping that that sort of resonates with people. And, um, uh, and I'm really, really excited about that. I've just been going through the very last edits for that. And I'm also, that's with Nosy Crow um, again. And, uh, and I'm also actually doing a couple of picture books. And that's been really nice because I did lots of picture books uh, before um, and um, with uh, Walker Books. And I'm Really excited to actually be working again with one of the illustrators of that, uh, Jez Tuya, on a new picture book, which I can tell you is going to be called Space Pirate Bears. Uh, and that's uh, um, coming out next year, I think. And uh, and I've just actually been looking at some of the illustrations on a new book uh, coming out from Hachette with Alex Wilmore. And uh, it's going to be called One Hungry Dragon. Uh, it's a it's a counting book with a, with a kind of a twist and I've just seen the illustrations for that, or I've been, been looking at them and going through them, and they are amazing. They are they are absolutely laugh out loud, really, really. I mean, I really was laughing out loud as I was looking at these pictures. I've given him such a difficult job to do, and he has done such an amazing job of it. It just looks gorgeous. So so I'm really looking forward to, to sharing that. So, so yeah, keeping very busy right now. <laughs> very, very busy. I, I imagine, though, it's quite nice having the different styles of writing just gives it it changes things up a bit you know some more older older middle grades to then all, all the way down to picture books just refreshes the creative pool oh totally yes it, it's it's fascinating actually as you switch from one to the other and you realize techniques that you have to learn to make one work and the uh, the other work is you know i've mentioned for example the dragonstorm books i've had to learn to be very very tight and think about what exactly i'm working on um and with the sci-fi books i get to expand a little bit and really sort of have some fun describing the world and the interactions between people and uh, so switching between these things is is really great fun and then i go to the picture books and i get to say everything in a silly voice and uh, and and i get to, to to do stories about about ridiculous cavemen and things like that so so it's always good as i switch between them yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine so. Uh, they sound amazing. This has been amazing, but we are rapidly getting, unfortunately, towards the end of today's episode, which means it's time for a competition. Yes, competition time. And today we are looking at the Dragon Storm series and giving away not just Thomas and Ironskin, but also Kara and the Silver Thief, a double duo for you to win today. How do you get your hands on both of these amazing books? Well, you're going to head over to our Twitter at Big Kids Book Club, all one long lovely word. And there you're going to be entering our hashtag Dragon Comp, Dragon Comp. And of course, our quizzy question that we always have to add for these lovely little competitions. You know, the dragons in Dragon Storm all reflect the personalities of the kids. So it made me feel if you had your own dragon, it reflected your personality. What would its powers be and what would be its name? So, uh, Alistair, is there a, a particular sort of dragon ability or power you think would mash up well with your uh, your personality? And, and what would that dragon's name be? Oh, uh, well, I, I have thought that um, I would like a dragon who could wander around streets with me and look at cities because uh, because I quite like wandering around cities and I like going to museums and art galleries and things like that. And I thought it would be lovely if I had a dragon who could do that and who could point things out and tell me stories as well. So I'd probably... Uh, a tail spinner, I think, or something like that. And uh, mm -hmm. and, I, and I'd thought about what his powers might be. And I thought I'd probably like him to be able to shrink really small so that I could then put him on my shoulder. And actually, we walked along. He could, he could sort of walk along with me and point, at, point out things. And then I could hide him in my bag and sneak him into galleries and museums. And, uh, and then when I got home, I could make him really big and I could sort of lean on him like a big sofa or something like that. Oh, so we could tell stories together. <laughs> so I think that would be my dragon, I think, it would be tail spinner. <laughs> Tailspin of the storytelling dragon. I like that. Uh, mine probably uh, something ridiculously energetic and bouncy. Um, <laughs> so it would probably have the ability of sort of super speed. So uh, it'd be a, a, a fast dragon. So might like Zippy or um, uh, Flashmeister, something like that. Something that's got <laughs> Flashmeister. <a> bit... <laughs> Wonderful. Just constantly on the go. It's just, uh, yeah, that pretty much sort of sums us up. But uh, that's mine and Alistair's choices. What would your dragon be called and what would its amazing powers be that reflects your awesome personality? That's your competition. You're going to head up with the dragon comp hashtag and you could be in a chance of winning both Thomas and Ironskin and Kara and Silver Thief books. How's that sound, Alistair? That sounds fantastic. Looking forward to coming to seeing what they come up with absolutely and uh, unfortunately we are coming right up to the end of the show so it is time unfortunately i have to say goodbye to you but we're not gonna let you go quite yet until you let our lovely listeners know how they can find out more about you and these books uh, do you have a social media or a website they can go to well, i do actually i have a website on www.alistarc.com and you can catch me on twitter at alistair underscore ch uh, and uh, i'm quite often there I'm posting up various dragon related nonsense fantastic and it has been fantastic to have you back on the show alistair thank you so much for taking time to come and meet us again thank you so much for inviting me again it's great to be here again not a problem and to you lovely listeners we hope you've enjoyed it it's been a lot of fun here but don't forget you're going to head over to our twitter at big kids book club to enter that amazing competition but there you'll also find out more about our various content and our brand new website bigkidbookclub.com uh, there you'll find more additional content as well as an entire archive of over a hundred episodes now Oh, wow, that keeps you guys busy. Exactly. <laughs> it's time for us to disappear. So all I can say to you lovely listeners is for you to take care, to stay safe, but most importantly, to keep on reading. <laughs>